Hey Scholars, this is your third book of fourth grade. It is titled Frindle by Andrew Clements. Here's what the back of the book says. Is Nick Allen a troublemaker? He really just likes to liven things up at school and he's always had plenty of great ideas. But it looks like Nick's days of the classroom's shenanigans are over, thanks to his no-nonsense teacher, Mrs. Granger. That is, until Nick learns an interesting tidbit about how words are created. This inspires his greatest plan yet, invent a new word. From now on, a pen is no longer a pen. It's a frindle. But what happens when the word starts to catch on? Around school, around town? Suddenly, frindle doesn't belong to Nick anymore. The word is spreading and there's nothing Nick can do about it. Chapter one of Frindle is titled Nick. If you ask the kids and the teachers at Lincoln Elementary School to make three lists, one of all the really bad kids, two, all the really smart kids, three, all the really good kids, Nick Allen would not be on any of them. Nick deserved his own list, and everyone knew it. Was Nick a troublemaker? Hard to say. One thing's for sure, Nick Allen had plenty of ideas, and he knew what to do with them. One time in third grade, Nick decided to turn Miss Deaver's room into a tropical island. What kid in New Hampshire isn't ready for a little summer in February? So first he got everyone to make small palm trees out of green and brown construction paper and tape them onto the corners of each desk. Miss Deaver had, on- had only been a teacher for about six months and she was delighted. That's so cute. The next day, all the girls wore paper flowers in their hair, and the boys wore, wore sunglasses and beach hats. Miss Deaver clapped her hands and said, It's so colorful. The day after that, Nick turned the classroom thermostat up to about 90 degrees with a screwdriver that he had brought from home. All the kids changed into, changed into shorts and t-shirts with no shoes, and Miss Deaver left the room for a minute. Nick spread about 10 cups of fine white sand all over the floor. Miss Deaver was surprised again at just how creative her students could be. But the sand got tracked out into the hall where Manny, the custodian, did not think it was creative at all. And he stomped right down to the office. The principal followed the trail of sand and when she arrived, Miss Deaver was teaching the teaching the hula to some kids near the front of the room and a tall thin shirtless boy with chestnut hair was just spiking a nerf volleyball over the net made of made from six t-shirts tied together the third grade trip to the south seas ended suddenly but that didn't stop nick from trying to liven things up Lincoln Elementary needed a good jolt once in a while, and Nick was just the guy to deliver it. About a year later, Nick made the great Blackbird discovery. One night, he learned on a TV show that red-winged blackbirds give this high-pitched chirp when a hawk or some other danger comes near. 
Because of the way sound travels, the hunter birds can't tell where the high-pitched chirp is coming from. The next day, during silent reading, Nick glanced at his teacher, and he noticed that Mrs. Avery's nose was curved, kind of like a beak of a hawk. So Nick out, Nick let out a high, squeaky blackbird peep. Mrs. Avery jerked her head up from her book and looked around. She couldn't tell who did it. So she just said, shh, to the whole class. A minute later, Nick did it again, louder. Peep! This time, there was a little giggling from his class. But Mrs. Avery pretended not to hear the sound. And about 15, second later, 15 seconds later, she slowly stood up and walked to the back of the classroom. Without taking his eyes off his book and without moving at all, Nick put his heart and soul into the highest and most annoying chirp of all. Peep! Mrs. Avery pounced. Janet Fisk, you stop that this instant. Janet, who was sitting four rows away from Nick, promptly turned white and then bright crimson. But it wasn't me, honest. There was a catch in Janet's voice as if she might cry. Mrs. Avery knew she had made a mistake, and she apologized to Janet. "'But someone is asking for big trouble,' said Mrs. Avery, looking more like a hawk every second. Nick kept reading, and he didn't make a peep. At lunchtime, Nick talked to Janet. He felt bad about—he about, felt bad that Mrs. Avery had pounced on her. Janet lived in Nick's neighborhood, and sometimes they played together— She was good at baseball, and she was better at soccer than most of the kids in the whole school, boys and girls. Nick said, Hey, Janet, I'm sorry you got yelled at during reading. It was my fault. I was the one who made the sound. You did? said Janet. But how come Mrs. Avery thought it was me? So Nick told her all about blackbirds, and Janet thought it was pretty interesting. Then she tried making a peep or two and Janet's chirps were even higher and squeakier than Nick's. She promised to keep everything a secret. For the rest of Nick's fourth grade year, at least once a week, Mrs. Avery heard a loud peep from somewhere in her classroom. Sometimes it was a high-pitched chirp, and sometimes it was a very high-pitched chirp. Mrs. Avery never figured out who was making that sound and gradually she trained herself to ignore it. But she still looked like a hawk. To Nick, the whole thing was just one long and successful science experiment, and Janet Fisk enjoyed it too.